All right, hey, despite what many of you thought, here we are, <laughs> live at the Colorado Classic. All right, welcome back to the Stages Podcast, and when I say welcome back, I mean welcome back, because... We had a little break, JB. Good to see you. Two weeks. I know it. Uh, it felt a little weird. I was kind of. I was kind of liking that groove. Yeah, I agree. And coming back to Colorado, getting yeah. out of Texas in August is not a horrible thing. Now I, I definitely see why you choose that. The buddy, <laughs> there, there's no, no, no discussion about it. But I got to say, you know, we so here we are for stage one. Well, let me back up. I'm sorry. So this. And we spoke a little bit about this at the end of the tour podcast. So this is a new twist, a new concept for professional cycling in America. And I got a little confused when I first started to learn about it. But as I've lived with it and know it, it, it starts to make sense. But I just I think for the listener, we should just clarify and explain what it is. The, yeah, I think people want to know the significance of right. this uh, Colorado Classic race. And not to mention the history and the terrain there's a lot right. to it in cycling. And and the overall festival here called Velorama. So you have Velorama, you have Colorado Classic, and so it all it, it's all here and, and obviously the the bike race itself, which started today is the Colorado Classic. Velorama is the entire weekend, which is based right here in, in uh Rhino, just outside of Denver, which stands for River North. So which is sort of a bike race runs into uh, a music festival with amazing acts. And so um, but a little tough to comment on a race that we actually couldn't watch. It was tough. I know. <laughs> Do we want to jump right into that? No, we can talk about right it. away. I think we should go back and talk about. We'll come back to some of the history. Are we or whatever? You're, you're, yeah, it's your let, show. Let me guide it. All right. Let, let, let's go back into the history of racing in Colorado uh, because you, much like me, um, you know, that's some of the first memories of, that I remember of seeing. U.S. cycling on television, right. on sports as a kid. Like, wow, that's a race here. Uh, it goes back into the 80s, and, and it, it's been really interesting as I've spent more time in the Denver area driving around and seeing all these Coors signs on local bars and liquor stores and buildings. There's just so much rich history. I immediately think of the Coors Classic, right. and that's what I remember right. as a kid. Right. And that was a big step forward for American cycling back Huge in the step. 80s. Huge step, and that was that was you know that was the stuff that you know that was an iconic race, and it was a and it was actually a big international race, and it was the one that uh, I mean they, they made a movie about it. They made American Flyers with Kevin Costner and a whole great cast made this movie. Uh, you had the the greats of the sport came to race Bernard Hino, Greg LeMond, et cetera, et cetera, right here in this state. And so, uh, but but like, and we talked about this during the tour, but like a lot of these American races. No matter how great they are, how how well followed they were, they go away. And so there's been iteration after iteration, even in this state. And you yourself, uh, especially now, I don't know if it's motivated motivated by your passion for the bike, the sport, uh, growth for it in the U.S., or the fact that you're also a uh, Colorado resident much of the time. You yeah. wanted to see this come back. Yeah. This was this is important to you. Yeah. So when I first started spending time here, I. I was riding around going, how is it that, the, that we don't have the Coors Classic? And my thought was that uh, 
let's just let's just revive the actual race. Let's let's call Coors and say, hey, you're going to sponsor this bike race again, and and let's bring it back. And and uh, when I came home from that particular training ride, I didn't have the, the the phone number for Coors Corporate, so I thought, well, I'll just call the governor. He must know who to call. And so I I lo and behold call, get a, get the governor on the phone. What was the time frame of this? Uh, well, this is in 2009. Okay. Or 2009 or 2010. So I get Bill Ritter on the phone. Lo and behold, he's a cycling fan. He had been to numerous editions of the Coors Classic he, when he was at law school at, at CU Boulder. And we hit it off. And we started this discussion about how do we bring professional cycling back to Colorado. Okay. And so very, very important to you in uh, 2011 to, to, to get that conversation going again. And so here we are. Uh, 2017. This means a lot. It's not just a bike race. It's like it's what they're trying. They're attempting to do for a first time bringing yeah. it back. Like it's it's very contingent on a lot of success over the next three days. Yep. And they've tied it in with a lot of great music, like music that I believe is like right in your wheelhouse too, to right? Totally. Like they obviously know what Coloradans like, and and they want people to come down and enjoy yep. the music. Watch the bike race, and there's art fest type vendors involved. But there's this, a lot at stake. It's, then, a, it's a big deal. And this idea that it's a ticketed event. So you, you you look at cycling, no matter where you are. You could be in in Denver or in Paris or in Rome. I don't care where you are. How does it how does it sustain itself? Here's an event that's a free event. At the Tour de France, you stand on the side of the road. It is a free event. You watch it on TV for free. So. How does it sustain itself? Do, do, obviously, through TV rights, through uh, sponsorship, through other you know, few other revenue streams. But it's not a, it's n it's never been a ticketed event. So this is a new twist on that, where they they've basically uh, fenced off this part of Denver, and you have to have a ticket to come either to the rock show or a ticket to come to the bike race, and you could see both, or you could see one or and not the other. It it it's interesting, and um, you know, I, just and we touched on this a second ago. Like any new event, I mean, if you have a new event, the thing you want to happen is you want it to go off, especially day one, completely seamlessly. And and unfortunately for these guys uh, and gals, although the, the the ladies did race today in in, in nice conditions, but it, it was a tough start for for a new event. And 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 the weather was just in this in this state, especially in the month of, month of August. You can't bet on the weather. It's just never predictable, and, and we know that the afternoons are often volatile and, and stormy, and, and they saw that today. And So what does that mean, right? That means that fewer people are going to go stand on the side of the road. I mean, the, the, the race today went through the Garden of the Gods, arguably one of the most beautiful places in this state, if not the country. So you have fewer people that are going to willing to stand there in hailstorms. The TV coverage goes out, which they couldn't prevent. The satellite plane had to land. Um, and then, you know, it's just a tough pill to swallow right out the gate. Well, let's talk about that, because as we're talking about stage one, we got to see very little of it. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's an understatement. Yeah. Even the, you know, the other commentators that are doing it live, the commentators that are doing it live, they lose their feet. Mm -hmm. They have nothing to talk about. I mean, as far as what's going on right. in the race. Right. And there's just a lot of dynamics at place here. You know, the logistics of trying to get a bike race on television is unbelievable. And it entails a plane hosting a satellite feed. Yep. And that plane circles around above. Yep. And that's where those, 
those can the, those views coming from the the motos on the road and the you know all your overhead views it all links to this plane and then the plane gets grounded because if anybody didn't didn't see it uh you know we were watching on a, on the uh, satellite feed or the web feed uh, excuse me and you know the plane was dealing with lightning and yep. the ice on the wings <laughs> I mean, the altitude, the temperatures, it's like, it's a right. gnarly thing to try to pull off. So what they're going to have to do is is in the telecast, uh, I'm assuming later today, they're scrambling. That they have footage. They have mm -hmm. the footage from the actual, it, it's going to be like, it is going to be like, uh, I'm assuming if you're sitting at home and you watch it four hours from now, it's going to be like watching the tour or, you know, in the old days, the Tour de Pont or the, even the Coors Classic. Um, in the evening, they're going to package it up. They're mm -hmm. going to have... They have footage from the motorcycles. They have footage, uh, maybe from some helicopters. So they 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 put that together, and, they, and then they put together the package, and that's going to be some show. But um, look, hey, if it's it, just bad luck. It, it, yeah, it's just one of those things. And uh, if anyone's complaining about the coverage that was breaking up on the web, I, I remember this. You may, but I remember when you had to wait till the the a lot of the like the the classics were. Filmed, edited, and put on VHS tapes, and you would go rent them at the local bike shop. Yeah, months and months later. Yeah, so <laughs> keep that in mind. Right. But uh, it was a throwback, <laughs> throwback Thursday. <laughs> right, you will get to see a lot of those highlights that happened today, and it'll it'll be on the the, the recaps. I'm hey sure JB, before we go any farther, can I talk about something right quick? Because I want to talk about where we are. Yeah, and and um, for those who have followed this podcast during the month of July and asked for the podcast to continue at other races, first of all, thank you. We decided to come down here, and, and it, it, it's no secret if you follow the sport and follow this podcast that, that it wasn't controversy-free. And uh, it, w while to me it seemed uh, innocent enough, uh, it, 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 for, for other people involved in, in various aspects of this sport and other sports, it wasn't, it wasn't controversy-free. And so... Uh, they intervened. There was drama for several days, and, and we, you and I, and this race decided to mutually separate and, and just not uh, hurt this event because that was the threat. So when these other parties came along, it, it was very clear that, they, that their intention, if this relationship stayed, their intention was to hurt this event. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know about you. I, do, I think I know how you feel, JB, but for me, the... the, the uh, even the slightest potential of hurting this event uh, wasn't an option. So uh, we, you know, we, we sort of separated, and here we are sitting in, in this really cool part of Denver. But what I want to say is a big shout-out uh, to the Infinite Monkey Theorem for letting us crash the Airstream here. What is that noise? It's the, the uh, roof vents closing because it's starting to rain here again in Denver. It has uh, an automatic rain sensor. That is crazy. <laughs> So the infinite monkey. So here is an urban winery, right in 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 a little outskirt. You know, the the this little artsy hipster uh, neighborhood outside of Denver, and um, really cool of them. Ben Parsons, the guy who founded this place, uh, loves wine. Uh, we've yet to meet him yet, but uh, he's got quite the story. Lost his father to cancer. He gives a, a percentage of all the proceeds on all his sales uh, to the University of Colorado Cancer Center, and so. Um, here we are posted up in, in their, uh, you know, outside of their loading docks and, and, and from what I can gather on the course for Saturday and Sunday. So for anybody coming down to the race this weekend, uh, stop on by. We're just sitting here, JB and I are just sitting here talking. <laughs> I know. And you can come by here and try some of their wine 
In fact, one of the things they're probably most notable for is the the canned wine, the rosé in a can. As a guy that goes out on the lake a lot, I think that's a brilliant uh, idea. Yeah. It's easy. <laughs> I still can't mention, I can't talk about rosé since the 4th of July. <laughs> is that still haunting you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's... Um, Let's again. Let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about some of the things that are happening here and what's different racing in Colorado versus what's most familiar. Well, I mean, there's so many different things to compare it to, but I think uh, for most people, there's comparisons to the Tour de France. Mm. You're racing four stages versus twenty-one. If in, yeah, this is you know for the for the average fan at home who's either new to the sport or or, or hasn't really been paying attention lately. This is very different. And, uh, and and there are a couple things that really stand out. Number one, we spent three weeks talking about a bike race. This is four days. That bike race had nine riders per team. This race has six riders per team. That is a huge difference in, in the sport of cycling. Number three, and probably most importantly, the, the average length of a stage in the Tour de France is, is 100-plus miles. These are much, much shorter. So this, this racing will be uh, significantly more... I should say, potentially could be, but it should be much more dynamic. We didn't see it today. Well, actually, we didn't see anything today. But, um, but yeah, they're racing. They were racing under four hours today. Yeah, every day will be that. Day. Yeah. So this this is a it's and we keep saying it. I mean, it's just a new twist on the sport. It is uh, a stage race. So the overall classification counts. If you lost five minutes today, that five minutes is going to count on day four. Um, but it, it's a it's a different race. So look at the tour. The tour is more or less 200 riders. We had 95 riders start mm. today. That is a wet dream for a professional cyclist. Look around, going, "Oh my God, we're in a breakaway." No, this is the entire field. <laughs> it's it is. How do, how do the dynamics change for um, the riders if it's 16 members? I mean, it's a much smaller field. It's very hard if you if you're in the lead. It's very hard to support the race. You know, because you figure. You have your leader. You have you want to keep guys around him that you save for the end, and then just do the math. At the end of that, then you have three guys. The three guys can't control a race, even if right. it's only ninety-five guys. Um, so controlling a race is a lot harder. Means the breakaways are probably harder me, to keep out. Me, meaning even look at we're, we're about to we're about to say some shit right here where people are going to be like, "Why this is the way cycling should be?" <laughs> it potentially could right. be way more dynamic, mm -hmm. and these breakaways may actually have a chance to stay away. Harder to keep somebody in harder to the control. GC. Harder to control. All, on all levels, it's harder to control. Mayhem, mayhem. Yeah, I think that's what, you know, people <laughs> like mayhem. Yeah, and they you do. Might, you might, it would be interesting to see, look, and I, and I was looking through the, the start list. We have two riders from the tour. So we, we watched a bike race for three weeks. Two of those guys are here, Rigoberto yeah. Ran and Taylor Finney. Nobody else in this race did the Tour de France. So for the listener at home or the viewer at home, you may not know a lot of these names. They're still great athletes, still great cyclists, but you didn't see them in July. To the layperson, you would think on the heels of the Tour de France, Iran and Finney, the two that are doing it, are exponentially better. Are uh, they wet more? I know that's a... Yes and no. Are they more prepped or are they... Are they are they riding on tired legs? It's all about how you come out of the tour. I, I since we didn't have any images from the race, uh, Paul Sherwin and Christian Vanderbilt just had to talk. Which, God bless them. I mean, that would just be that would suck. Just there's no to, castles what to gonna, talk about. Yeah, there's no castles. There's no no chateaus. What are we going to talk about? <laughs> right. No, you know, no rivers. Um, 
but but Christian did say, and I found this interesting that that uh, sometime within the last two weeks, Taylor Finney produced his highest twenty minute uh, power outage, sustained power uh, outage, um, in, in his life, and so. I don't know. That means maybe he's getting fitter. He's he came out good. Uh, you know, he came out of the, the tour strong. Uran, I don't know where Rigoberto Uran. I mean, on paper, yeah, tomorrow the, the the queen stage of this race, he should just ride away and say, "See you later." It fellas. should be to yeah to the rest of us that we think that's an easy right. But moment. if I'm Rigoberto Uran and I'm from Colombia, cycling mad country, and I just get second in the tour, my ass is back in Bogota or Medellin or wherever he's from, just fiesta, fiesta, fiesta. Yeah, and I, if that's the case. It's tough to come to 5,000, 6,000 feet tomorrow, 10,000 feet. Okay. Mm. We'll see. Let's talk about, well, this, certainly Iran comes into play here, but let's talk about the altitude here mm. in Colorado versus the Tour de France because it's a very, very different game, not going from sea level to, what, 6,000-ish feet? They're, yep. they're starting at 5,000-ish feet. Denver's the mile-high city, mm-hmm. so we're at, just call it 6,000 feet. Tomorrow's at 10,000 feet. There, there, is a, there is a big difference between 6,000 and 10,000. Try to describe that to the average person. <laughs> Most people aren't riding at that kind it, of altitude. It's, it's, uh, well, just uh, what's it like to go from zero to six? I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, you, the, the folks who have come up and skied or the folks who have come up here and, and done ride the Rockies or the Triple Bypass and not or come to do Leadville, but they haven't given themselves time, that's what it feels like. Not even, and there's no way around it. <laughs> but not even um, because we have listeners from all over the world, and they may not have. I mean, just not even exercising. It feels different at altitude. And speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> Is our Facebook thing working, Dave? Thank God. <laughs> what? No. What's with the altitude? I just I'm t- just trying to help people understand it, that. Here's it, in, it's in because people think. Uh, not really looking at the numbers, they think Alp Duez, when they see it, how it looks like the moon is taller than anything they're riding That's out the here because it's so lush yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. yeah, the tree line it's different, and so uh, now the one thing I will say is most of these riders spent the last week in Utah for the tour of Utah, which is a, another great race that's been around for for quite a few years. So they are acclimated. They they not only were at altitude, they had raced at altitude. They had three days off in between. I think that's plenty of time uh, recovery. Uh, But those guys who did do that are adjusted to this altitude. Having said that, you never truly adjust. It doesn't, it's not like uh, you can't can't (laughs) expect the same power uh, output at this elevation. So, um, but those, most of these guys, and I think that's obviously well planned on their part and well planned on these races to, to put them back to back. Most of them are adjusted, but if you but if you didn't do that and you came from sea level, tomorrow is going to be one of the one of the worst days you can imagine. Uh, this may be a dumb question, but if you let's say you live and you grew up at altitude, your lifestyle is at altitude. Yep. When you leave it and go do this, I mean, does it carry over? Is it a temporary thing? When you go back to sea level for a while, does it all go away, or does that stay with your body right. chemistry I'm, to a degree? I'm not an exercise physiologist, but my sense is that um, you always reacclimate better, and uh, which could favor you, a Colombian you, you rider, right? You, of course, you don't keep it. I mean, you obviously, if you go to see, they, they, if they were in France for three weeks, you lose it. That's it. I mean, you, but, but that 
readjustment back to whether it's five, six, ten thousand feet, whatever it is, it's just easier for them. Okay. Well, not only are they in the mountains at higher, higher altitude, they're dealing with some storms, which yep. which interrupted a lot of, most of the coverage today. We're going to see it every day. This is this is the norm. This is the norm. <laughs> you will see it every day. By the way, this state it was in the midst of a pretty serious drought, so they really need the storms. Uh, it sucks for the guys on the bike. It sucks for the fans at home if they can't if it breaks up the feed. Um, but the state, just from a dryness and a, and, a, and a safety standpoint, really needs it. But I think we'll see them every day. So we could see that could be a, a big factor tomorrow with fast ascents. Um, we saw when the footage, when they were ha getting some of the feed as they got into Colorado Springs today, it looked like three inches of flowing water on some of the turns yeah. as they came there, into There was the standing water. That was, and there was, and, and Christian and Paul Sherwin were talking about what the commissars would do. Uh, you know, obviously they let the race go on. We did see the finish. Congratulations to our good friend George Hincapie's team, John Murphy, for winning the field sprint. Tough, interesting to watch a field sprint where you can't see it from the helicopter angle. Like, we talked about this during the tour. So head on, you're like, uh, there's, there's five guys. There's a, there's a five-man photo finish. Mm -hmm. and, and if you don't see it from that, that helicopter angle, it is, it is totally and completely different. But John Murphy uh, won the field sprint. This, this is an interesting story. I did a camp at George's hotel months ago, and uh, the, 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 this was for just the person that wanted to pay and come to a training camp at his killer hotel, the Hotel Domestique. But uh, as that camp was wrapping up, his young kids came in for their, for their uh, spring training camp. And there was this one guy on the ride, and I'm like, because I always worked off the assumption or thought that these were uh, under-23 teams. So these young kids, I see I see They this all guy, look like they're under-23. Except for one guy. <laughs> I'm like, who's this old fucker? <laughs> and he's talking about his kid. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, what's this old guy doing here? Well, it turns out that these teams are now pro-Conti teams. They're not U-20. So that, that was John Murphy. He's 32 years old. Oh, really? And I'm like, okay, I, you didn't look like you were 23. But he won today. Just smoked those guys. Okay. Good for him. Uh, what's it like sprinting in the rain? I mean, I know that's not your expertise. It wasn't your yeah. That's not your thing. But you've done it. It, it listen, a ninety-five man field, which at that point in the race, six laps of the Garden of Gods was was probably down to sixty. Big difference. I mean, the stress level uh, much much less. And um, yeah, that that's where that small field will will change. We'll change that dynamic. We'll change the stress level for those guys, for those teams, for ev everybody that's left at the end of the race. I was the the biggest problem I had today was not the 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 coverage that was breaking up, and but and they said at the end there are no podium girls. Did you see that? No, I didn't. See that. They're not having podium girls. I mean, what kind of shit is that? Well, they the other thing we need to bring up. Is they have a women's race here as well, which we got to give some love to. We are, I know, and I, and I, that's right. Maybe and that's we, why they we, took the podium girls out. No, they they wanted the quote unquote legends of the sport to to present the awards. I don't know. I, I I'm I'm I may be getting myself in trouble, but I don't agree. JB, let's talk about the women's race. <laughs> You're like, dude. That's like the toughest segue. <laughs> Where are the podium girls? Let's talk about the women's race. Yeah. That may be the reason hey. for it. Because we, we don't know. We're not privy to that conversation. But having a women's race Let's, may be part of that equation. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't either. I don't either. It's a decision they made. 
So the, a, a couple things before we talk about the the, the women's race. Um, I think something that they're doing in the next few days that I think is good to get people out to watch. One, mm. like I'm gonna I'm gonna trump myself again here. Even though it was pouring rain today, I was disappointed not to see people lined up on the streets. Yeah. You know, if I've learned anything in the time I've been in Colorado this summer is everyone's got the gear. Yeah. You people, like, all got the gear. Right. Get out there and watch. They're riding in the rain. You can stand there and watch in the I, rain. JB, I'd rather ride in the rain than stand in the rain, buddy. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, but yeah, people, if you're coming out the next two or three Plan days, on it. gear up. I mean, it is going to be raining. Bring the most bomber rain jacket you got. Bring an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Bring, it's Plan just, on it's, it. you might, most certainly, well, not might, you are going to get wet. So, um, but also to this circuit, I don't know, you know, we don't know the setup. We're in Denver there in the Springs. I don't know if there was a big screen. I don't know if they could stay and watch. I mean, if, if you're not watching a big screen and maybe they were, but if you're not and, and it's pouring rain, well, you're going to go find shelter because you mm-hmm. know, it's a circuit and they're going to come back around and they're not. So, uh, but anyways, moral of the story, bring gear. If that, you're going to stand there. That's another dynamic I wanted to talk about that you'll see in the next few days if you're watching, or we'll be talking about it, uh, if you're just catching it here, but. For those of you who watch the Tour de France, you see the the show in, uh, in Paris, in the mm. Champs-Élysées. They do a circuit, yep. a very small one, but they do it. And it's a nice show. It's great for the fans. What they've done with the Colorado Classic that I like, um, for, for the fan perspective, is they've got these nice circuits. So, you know, you don't make this investment of time and bringing the family down and all that stuff and blip, the riders go right. by. You'll get to see them six eight times on some of these yeah. which i think is great but it's my question for you is do the riders like that or does it sort of equalize the this is the, the, the former part of the yeah, race yeah these are not criteriums right our right. country you know for the for the last 40 years cycling in america was was a criterion was a was a it was a one-mile circuit or even less where you just went around and around and around if you'd have thrown a european into something like that they'd be like no we're not, we're mm-hmm. not racing on this and so uh, the, these circuits are longer, and it's 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 still a circuit. It's still they still get multiple opportunities, but it's not as tight as that. Um, so, as a rider, do you like it though? I I wouldn't I I wouldn't have minded it because I grew up racing crits. Yeah, but a European that they grew up racing traditional style bike races would would hate it. Okay, let's talk about the women's bike race before <laughs> I get in trouble. <laughs> Please. Well, you know, it, in, I spent. I have to just say, uh, Nicola Kramer, who's a sweet, the sweetest lady. She um, she runs the Show Air 2020 team, and, and she was in Aspen all of last week. So I, I had the chance to talk to her uh, numerous times this week, although not as much as I wanted to. Uh, her girl won today. Her team, Jen Valente, who's a track rider, uh, won the field sprint today in Colorado Springs. Clearly, the one with the most uh, the most speed coming off the track. Um, but congratulations to Nicola, the whole Show Air 2020 team, and um, you know this is big for them. This is this is this is not uh, this is a big stage for women cycling, and, and mm-hmm. I think that and I know that there is so much controversy around the separation of the events, and I'm just and I, I'm probably a little out of my lane here, but but the fact that the tour doesn't have a, a, a coinciding women's tour de France, the fact that prize money even in most races is very different. And then it gets into media coverage and exposure and, and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, the women want they want the mic, and, and well, it's it's hard to get the um, media spon- It's hard to get the sponsors for your team without the media coverage. Sure, that's a that's a step in the right direction. 
Here's what I, I I'm the, one of the first things that popped in my head about the women's race. You may or may not know the answer to this. Take your best guess, but there, how much depth is there? And what I mean by that is, are there are there ten women who just can, and we didn't get to see it today. Do they they could just ride away and there's a big gap, or is it out of the whole field? Are they all on an, on par with each other? Yeah, we're gonna find Does out. That make we're gonna find out. That's tomorrow. what I want to see. We're gonna find out tomorrow. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that, and I, mean, I, I want to know. So, so tomorrow the men do ten laps in Breckenridge, mm-hmm. the women do five. But it's still, you know, that's you know. Although I would love to get Nicola or any of these women's perspective. I mean, their the, their race is thirty two miles. Like, I've ridden with a lot of these 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 women, thirty two miles. They they can ride one hundred and thirty two miles. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but having said that, the men's race is short too. But um, which favors a track? Sprinter. Well, not tomorrow. But the, tomorrow is so hard for for anybody. I don't care if you're a man, mm-hmm. a woman, or an alien. It's well, it's tough. I, you know, we again we didn't get to. See, we're we're looking forward to talking more about the women's race. We just with the limited coverage because of the weather, uh, we didn't get to see much. But it's to their point, yeah, it, to their point, yeah, that would have been the race we'd have seen today. Yeah, you know, just with my Texas amateur racing. The women were also often clumped in with my category. The masters, a, masters are a cat three. That's the word you want to you want to you want to shit all over yourself as a race promoter. You throw the women in with the masters dudes, or the junior men, yeah, or the junior boys. Well, I I had experience with it as a cat three where the women are in there, and then you liked you, know, you liked that. Though. Well, no, I just it, it, well, it's not horrible. It's just it's just an interesting dynamic because yeah. if there's a breakaway. And there's one woman in it, and four guys. It's hold that she's got guy teammates yep. f- for the break. So to have women having their own race like this yep. is, is is a huge yeah. step for reasons you may not have thought of. And not to, and, and seriously though, not to, not to uh, pass judgment on promoters because it is hard to juggle that many classes. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not like you can at some point. And it's what they've done. They've tried to get creative. It, it's same for at the highest level, like we saw today, or what you would see at the tour. It's tough to just manage that logistically. There's so there's only so many hours in a day, and so much hours of daylight. Like it gets tough. Um, but I, but 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 you know, the, the, we're seeing more and more of. Look at, I love tennis. I love it less than I used to love. It. I loved it more when I could watch Sampras and Agassi and Courier and all the Americans. Um, but I, I look at look at the ga- the women's game in tennis. Like I would if if it was friggin' Serena Williams and somebody else, I'd just soon watch that than yeah. Djokovic or Nadal. I mean, somehow there's the a, sport. There's actually a volley for a while. Well, I don't I, just or, serve. Or, and again, it, this may be about. And we talked about this at the tour. This may be about the personalities. Like I love tennis and i love and i can watch the, the wimbledon finals for women if serena williams is there but if it's the belarusian and the and the you know the croatian mean, nah so th- what i'm saying is those personalities is what we have to build and 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 promote and develop over time Speaking of personalities, and every sport can take a page. Not, from not what to you rag just on the Belarusians. No, but every that's almost true with every sport. You know, those big personalities in football and soccer—they get the TV time, yep. they get the interviews, they get the headlines. If that's there, you can showcase it. Which reminds me, 
Um, Taylor Finney was our most aggressive writer today. Of course, he's getting, he, but he deserved it. He, he deserved it, and this is this is uh, home country for him right here in Colorado. Yeah. But he's a good example. You know, it might rub some people kind of funny when he's making his goofy videos and he's a little out there. But he's doing something different as a personality in what's happening. He's getting interviewed and he's getting TV time. Whatever. He's the biggest personality that, that this country has in cycling. So that, that, that's, a, that's a fact. And nobody's yeah. going to debate that. And with that comes, with that turf comes, your, your lovers and your haters, your yeah. supporters and your detractors. And, and By the way, do you think he gives a shit? No. Doesn't seem to. No, it doesn't seem like it. So <laughs> yeah. He's um, not going to take criticism for on. the way he acts. Keep I on. know. It's just a good example of a personality getting out there. I loved it. I saw a photo of the team presentation yesterday at the Colorado Classic. And, you know, back in the day, they were like, you have to wear this and you have to wear that. And he had the team shirt on, but he had like some, some hipster cut off jean shorts. And I was like, oh, man, that's so filthy. <laughs> like, if we'd have done that back in the day, shit. Before we move on to uh, taking a look at tomorrow and what to look for and what we might be talking about, um, you know, you know, what else do we need to talk about with uh, today's race? Um, you know, I mean, again, we didn't get to see much of no. it, but there's, no, there's not there's, much. To talk so we about. can't even really. What I'm saying about tomorrow is we can't even really make a prediction because we didn't get to see anything. Right, but. You're right, and we don't, and, and, and like a lot of us, we don't know all of these. But let me just say a couple of things. that I, re I made notes of this. Um, tomorrow is the hardest day of the bike race, so that's what we, we talked about it during the tour. This this the queen stage. It's not that long, but there's they're going over that climb ten times. One thing that I do think is critically important is the the order of the cars that has been established today. So the order of the team cars behind the peloton yeah. is established by the, the GC from the day before. So you look at you know some of these guys that 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 you want your team car as close to you as you as you, as you can be because there's going to be people getting dropped. The car has to go around logistically. If you have a mechanical, if you need a bottle, et cetera, et cetera, you want the team car close. So today, I mean, you saw these teams like Georgia's team, Hollowesco, Citadel. You saw Axel's team, Action, you know, getting third. You have these teams that are up there that are uh, you know that are going to be close to their guys. That's a big deal. That's uh, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I think tomorrow, too, you'll see you'll see guys start with one bottle, even no bottles, you know, because you'll know that every lap you're going to have your, your swaniers, your team staff on the side of the road handing you bottles. Uh, it's going to be a short, explosive stage. The, the other interesting thing, and we got this memo uh, about the communique, so the, the, um, the time cut, and we talked about this in the tour, where if you're too far behind, you get cut out of the, you get kicked out of the race. So they've got this whole thing set up so that, um, you know, for riders that are getting lapped, they're going to be people getting lapped. Men and women are going to be getting lapped tomorrow. Oh, because of the circuit finish, you right. can't have people trailing in. Right. Which makes them have to cut them right. off. So what they've said is mm -hmm. that anybody that makes it the first eight laps without getting lapped, then they're still in the race. If you get lapped before the start of the eighth lap or the before the start of the ninth lap, then you, quote, unquote, miss the time cut. So you're out of the race. Whole okay. new, like, I, I can't even believe I'm reading this, but... So that's where this whole circuit thing at the end becomes a much bigger factor. Yeah. In France, it's the last day. It's it's over, yeah. right? No, but this is a classic circuit race. That's what, that's what it is. So we will see out of a... What's the, the total field is less than 100. Yeah. There could be... There could be. With the climbing, the speed... Yep. 
It depends. Obviously, it depends what happens in the race. But uh, the fact that the that the that the UCI sent out the communique saying that's how we're going to establish the time cut okay. is is they're expecting people to get lapped. And so with the which, climb with the climbing tomorrow, and you've already broken that down for us a bit on how the uh, controlling the race is not as easy. Right. It's a smaller team, smaller field. Will it just be, or it should be, just attack, attack, attack? Just, I mean, if if they can, you know, are chasing down, just look for the next guy to go, go, well, go. I think you'll Is that have, what we would see? You'll have these guys that that, um, that that just find shared interest. Just, just they're not on the same team. They're not on the, in the same jersey, but they're going to find their friends and find their allies if need be. We'll see. I mean, hopefully. I mean, uh, does. Again, that, does that whole friends and allies from other teams and working together yeah. when it's the, I mean when it's these shorter stages in four days does it still we'll see we'll, we'll call it out for you tomorrow <laughs> okay well okay on that note does it come to play f- for Americans on their home turf to work together we saw with a little bit of the broken up coverage there were a few Itali- Italians in a break yep. Do American will Americans align? It's just you just never know. I mean, there are plenty of Americans that completely hate each other, and there are plenty that just that they're old homies and train together every day. Yeah, and and who knows? We don't know. We don't do know. We? All right. All right. Okay. Well, uh, again, check out what's going to be happening here in the next few days. Uh, if you are going to be in color, I know we're talking to a small percentage. The it's a pretty cool event the last couple of days here in Denver yep. with music. We've got yeah, Death Cab for Cutie, Wilco, Old 97s, Jayhawks, Jayhawks, just to name a few. Come on, when is the last time I, you saw the Jayhawks? I know. I mean, what? Oh, yeah, come by. And Higgs, uh, we, <laughs> we restocked the store. I was like, where is for that all those, voice coming for, from? For all the people that, that are so frustrated that the We Do shop keeps getting emptied out, we, we brought, how many teas we bring, Higgs? 300 T's. We got 300 T's. Your favorite ones. And the, and the ones very, very popular yeah. Suffer shirts. Yeah, the Suffer and the stages. So you guys come down here and get them at the, at the Infinite Monkey Theorem. Yeah. Thank you to our friends at Infinite Monkey. Really appreciate it and uh, for hosting us here. Uh, if you want to come by and say hi, this is, uh, this is actually a nice thing that this is where we're camped out for yeah. four days. Send those comments, all right? Yeah. Send us some stuff. Uh, if you listen to the Tour de France podcast, I will tee those up. Lance. You can do comments on Facebook Live. You can send them to stages at wedosport.com. All right. Thank you, guys.